you for tuning in to the Real Estate Matters Most podcast. On this show, we'll provide information on real estate, including a list of do's and don'ts and any relatable real estate topics, and also any questions that the viewers may have. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. All right. Greetings. What is going on, guys? Hope everybody is having a wonderful day. Uh, My name is Jermaine Robertson. I am with the Robertson team at AZ and Associates Real Estate Group, and you are listening to Real Estate Matters. This is our first uh, this is our first season and uh, we cover just a whole uh, an array of different topics. Pretty much anything that comes to mind, anything that's going on in our life. uh, I know with me and my family, I know with me and my business. Uh, we are constantly uh, pushing the limits, trying different things, uh, looking for ways to improve or looking for ways to be able to break different chains of bondage, whether they be financial, emotional. Um, but again, this is Real Estate Matters. And uh, I want to kind of dig into something. And I, I got a feeling I'm going to be I'm going to be kind of harping on this for a little bit. And the reason why is some of the training that I'm involved in right now is, is um, you know, my real estate business is, is it, that's a labor of love. That is, that is a passion of my heart. So it's something I'm constantly engaged in on a regular basis. But when I, when I, when I dig in a little bit further, um, I get to looking at different aspects of financial planning in general, from life insurance to investing in stocks, mutual funds. Uh, insurance, different things like that. And I become more and more intrigued. I think the more and more I get older and I want to make sure that I've positioned myself uh, to be in a position to be able to retire at any age that I feel like, um, I have to really say that I'm, I'm kind of on a mission to help people who are looking to achieve a level of success financially whether you were you know whether you're self-employed uh which only which which only uh fortunately it only it only makes up 20% of the working class uh but it makes up 80% of the wealth in the world so uh but whether you're you know whether you're an entrepreneur whether you're your earned income meaning you have a w2 job whatever the case may be um some of the things that I've studied tells me that even people that are making minimum wage uh, could potentially, with the way things are set up, could be a millionaire by the time you get ready to retire. So I'm not going to speak too much on things that I am not an authority on. I may just touch on it, you know, just a little bit here and there, so that you can get a taste of where I'm at with things, and then um, you can start to design your life the way that you think will suit you best. Now, the most important thing that I have to say that I've I've come to a conclusion on. And regarding real estate and how we kind of handle that aspect of things, I think real estate, I believe real estate, one, because of the importance of shelter, you know, whether you rent something or you own something or, you know, you even you live under a, a bridge, uh, maybe that cardboard box is going to be adequate. But for the majority of the population who decides that they want central air, air conditioning, uh, you're either going to rent something or you're going to own something. But at the end of the day, when you want to start planning for your financial future, I don't know too many people who who don't own a home, but they dive directly into stocks. 
Um, I don't know too many people that don't own a home that goes right into uh, investing into some type of uh, uh, money market account. So I, you know, the more I started kind of dwindling it down, the more I started thinking about what is really going to be the the primary step for anybody in order to start assessing or 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 uh, uh, gaining any level of financial freedom or financial uh, strengths in this world. It, it has to start with real estate. And the funny thing is, is most people will will shy away from that because they just have no knowledge of it. And it makes it even harder to get involved in some of the other financial aspects that, that are there available for you if you don't start at the fundamentals. And, you know, even if you have a job and they say, well, you know, we got a 401k, we have profit sharing, we have different, you know, we have different um, I believe what they call it is we have different incentive packages uh, for you to be incentivized to work at this company. Um, outside of that, what else can you really put your money towards that's going to put you in a better position? But this isn't a conversation about renting versus buying. This isn't necessarily even a conversation about should you buy. This is more so of a conversation about how does financial financial freedom or investing actually start off. And the more and more I started thinking about it, it really did come down to can you make that first initial move and say, I need to stop this rental roller coaster. I need to get out of this apartment. I need to get out of these people's rental house. I need to go ahead and figure out a way to get myself inside of a home. And the sad thing is, well, not the sad thing, but the ironic thing is there's so many people out there that I've worked with who thought that they were in that same position just to be able to come out and eventually say, you know what? Like, like we have so many different testimonies of people. And, and the main reason why they decided to go buy a home versus renting is they said, when I really sat back and thought about it, if I had the ability to pay a, a landlord um, their rent every single month, because th there's no getting around paying your landlord and still living there, they, they, they'll kick you out. You, you'll be out within 30, 45 days or however long they feel like they want to give you leniency on on that situation. And then guess what? You, you're out on your, you're out on your ear with nowhere to go. So the majority of the people that we've, we've, we've had testimonies with says, you know, I figured it out. If I can pay my landlord every single month, then I can probably pay my own rent and better than, or paying my own mortgage, sorry, but better than paying my own, own rent. What about the fact that I'm paying off somebody else's property? And when you put it in those and when you put it in that perspective, it really starts to change the way you see things, the way you interact with things, the way that you move forward on what is your next plan of action. And I'm happy that the next plan of action almost always is to reach out to a realtor or a lender to say, you know, I've really been doing this rental thing for so long. I'd really like to kind of move into the second phase of what is owning a home like? And if you're like me, owning a home, home ownership, all that other cool stuff really wasn't a big part of your of your upbringing. It wasn't like something you seen. You didn't see your parents dealing with real estate. You didn't see them cutting the lawn. Um, you know, you seen them fighting and arguing with the landlord about why ain't the AC unit fixed or 
You know, why is this window broken? Can you come over here and do this? Okay. You've seen all that. So that became sort of an accustomed to what you were used to doing. That became the status quo. So you just got comfortable saying, okay, this is what we're going to do as adults. This is what adults do. And as we start learning through life, uh, un- it was an unfortunate situation that pushed me into homeownership. Like I'll be the first one to say, like I was like Jonah very much. So in the, in the sense that I was going in the opposite way uh, versus where God was trying to guide me to, which was Nineveh. And I jumped on a boat with a bunch of killers instead of killing me right then and there, they threw me over the boat. I landed in a, in a fish's mouth. And then next thing I know, I was spit up on the, on the shore three days later. And because I was disobedient, I ended up with a felony on my record, and that felony did not allow me to rent. You know, and, and talking about just falling into blessings, like I don't, I don't wish that on anybody else. I hope that you just take my advice and make the right moves and right, <laughs> right, make the right decisions. But you know, you know, the wind forces against the sail for all different reasons to push you in different directions because that's the way you're supposed to go. So I ended up buying all out of you know divine intervention, things that I could not see. Um, But we also know that the word says that God knew you uh, before you came into the world. So ultimately that plan was already destined for me. And it brings me to this point where I'm standing here and I'm having this conversation with my, my listeners and I'm saying, you have the opportunity to start building your empire, but it's going to start with home ownership. As much as I want to say that there's a good chance you're going to invest your money in stocks, Uh, You're going to invest your money in any other type of savings plan that's going to accumulate interest or compound interest over a period of time to really sustain you a a suitable size retirement plan. The likelihood of that is very, very, it's not going to happen. It's the equivalent of a child learning how to read before they can actually say their ABCs. And buying real estate is really the ABCs of financial growth because one, it provides shelter. So it makes sense that you would get involved in it. Two, it's almost acts as if it's a forced savings. It's a place where you park your money at and in return, you get shelter but in return after that, when you get ready to sell or you know, upgrade, downgrade, whatever you plan on doing or whether you plan on moving out and just keeping it, it provides another source of income. Now, yeah, financial advisors and, and anybody who knows anything about finances will tell you real estate, if you're living in it, is not considered an asset. The equity, as long as it's equitable, meaning it has profit in there. That's an asset. But outside of that, it's really the biggest liability that you own. But yet it's a liability that is steadily gaining ground as long as the economy is moving, as long as the uh, property values are going up, as long as interest rates are going down, and as long as there's a supply and demand, you just bought into a very good long-term situation. And when you do that, when you build that, there's a couple things that's going to happen. And I'll tell you personally what buying a home did for me. One is it it built in me a sense of a pride. The pride of ownership is unlike anything else. It's, you know, when you get a car, that pride leaves when your first payments do. Because um, once you find out how much your car is worth, uh, like three months later, and then you've already made three payments on a car that's depreciated by about 15, 20%. That feeling goes out the window. And now you're just like, I'm paying on a car that's upside down. This doesn't make any sense. 
but the pride of ownership is a different pride because this is something that you 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 call home. This is the place that you come to, that you feel safe, you feel secure at, um, and you get to put as many pictures up, and you know you get to really decorate it and kind of treat it the way that you want it to be as your personal private home. So when we start thinking about uh, uh, the pride of ownership, I also want to include in there. Um, how accomplished that I felt. You know, I felt like I had I had accomplished a huge feat. I was one of uh, only a handful of people in my family that actually bought. Um, to this day, um, had it not been for God, had it not been for some of the people that that were fortunate to be in my life at the time, like there was a lot of people assisting me. I was living in a, a studio apartment. I was parking my vehicles there. I, it wasn't the best neighborhood. Like, I was really just trying to figure out if this was even going to work. And, you know, when I closed on my house, I remember I just literally, I sat in the living room. There was nothing in there. I just kind of sat there and I've just, it was a very surreal feeling. It was a very surreal feeling, but the feeling of ownership, my, my very first home also gave me a sense of pride, a sense of accomplishment. It lifted my ego. It lifted my self-esteem. You know, when you buy a home, it it makes you feel like you've just lifted 10,000 pounds because it's not something everybody we know does. In some families, it's very common. But unless you've done it a couple times, the very first one is very important. So those are some of the feelings that I got when I was able to buy my first home. But then after that, I started saying, wow, it really started making me think, what else is possible? What else is, what else could I do? And I started becoming interested in stocks and I started becoming interested in in bonds and I started becoming interested in day trading and I started being interested in other things that were were lucrative to building a financial lifestyle that I wanted. And yeah, over time that that has obviously changed and it's and, and I've I've tailored it to be a little bit more accommodating to who I am now, but at the at the end of the day, it had to start somewhere. So the moral of the story is is and like I said, I'm probably going to be talking about this a lot because I'm really feeling encouraged to kind of push the right people in the right direction because I know the majority of people that I speak with, they're they're not going to do what I ask. They're not going to do what they should do. Uh, most people are kind of, as my pastor would say, they're they're stuck on stupid and they're parked on dumb and they're not going to do anything anyways because they got a big ego. They don't want to listen to what somebody's trying to help them with. And that's okay because not everything's for everybody. So I'm going to be talking about this a little bit, a little bit more, probably over the next couple podcasts, at least until uh, I get it out my system, or maybe I'm able to help a couple more people uh, reach their goals or achieve that, uh, achieve that ultimate goal of homeownership because it really starts there. Once you start seeing um, that you have the capabilities or the abilities to do something such as homeownership. I, I really have to believe that all your opportunities start opening up from that point because it instills such a huge boost 
um, to your to your um, your self esteem that it's a win win. So uh, we're gonna be talking about that a little bit more. So as always, if there's any questions or or anything that I can answer for you, if there's any way that I can help, then I want you to feel free to reach out to me at six zero two six eight six eight one two two. Uh, 602-686-8122, or feel free to leave a comment, or maybe just share some of your experiences about what homeownership meant to you, because I guarantee there's a lot of people out there who are really kind of on the fence. They're nervous. They don't know if it's for them. Um, I've heard people say stuff as far out as, uh, I'm not ready for that. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not ready for that, or um, that's a big responsibility. You know, I, I would say owning a house is not is not more responsibility than having a driver's license and operating a vehicle on a regular basis. Um, I would say that it is less than that. Um, but the pride of ownership gives you a different sense of responsibility that's unequaled or unlevied uh, against anything else. So, if you want to share any of your stories about when you bought your first home, what was the feeling you had behind it? I'd be happy to play it on our next episode, tie it in there. That way people can get a feel and they can know that it's safe because a lot of people treat home ownership as if it's just like talking about an STD. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be graphic, but they do. They treat it like it's just like an STD in there. This is secret. We don't talk about it. And most people don't want to talk about it because they're embarrassed because they feel like they should know. And the fact is, Financial financial education is not taught in school, neither is home ownership. And these are some of the things that should be taught, but they're not taught. So appreciate you guys for tuning in. This is Real Estate Matters. My name is Jermaine Robertson. The name of our group is the Roberson Team, and we're with AZ and Associates Real Estate. And we appreciate you guys. If there's any way that we can help, feel free to reach out to us. We are here 24-7. God bless. Take care. And thank you.